I'm just going to kind of talk us through a couple of statements, and I want to know if you've seen, yep, go on to the next one, if you've seen this, if you identify with this, if this is a thing that we can use to manifest the glory of God. Um, these are the big three, right? Everything we do should come down to love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself, love ourselves. If you're not doing that, you're not obeying Christ. He, like, simplified it as much as he possibly could, brought it down to, like, three things, one commandment, so, like, Really, if we can't handle the big three, uh, we're off track to begin with. Um, I wonder how you're going to love God this year. How that'll grow for you. Eli, I'm curious. I wonder how you're going to grow deeper in loving God this year. I am. I'm going to watch it happen. I believe that for you. It's going to be unique to you, and it'll be something that you grow in. I, I wonder, Devin, how you're going to love others. What it's going to look like for you and for Amy with that wonderful new home. Like, it's going to be something. There's something there, but it has to be centered on those things. Like, how are we going to support each other so that when we're knocked down, we're not destroyed, right? So that we've got each other's back. Those big three are we're going to focus on. So there has to be like an everyday kind of thing. Um, this was uh, a statement that we kind of brainstormed a little bit. All this stuff is just rough draft ideas. I would love to hear thoughts and, and keep speaking into this. Kind of like, what did, Danny, what did you say? Like a living document. Sort of like something that grows with us as we grow. But this is a good starting point. You know, this will be the first full year that we'll get to practice operating as a missional church. Like, Everything has been like this weird, like, try this, stop, start, six months, two months, three months, where we are doing things together. Remember in 2018, it was all about, like, let's do a, a church thing for the homeless. Let's do a church thing. It was all organized, coordinated. And then over the pandemic, we were trying to help coordinate missional communities and give a structure. All that still is the church, like, structuring things for you to be able to operate in. This year is the first, like, firework and just like everyone being sent off in their own directions, you're not going to get a lot of direction from New Hope this year of what you should do. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to control what God's going to do in your life. How could I know what the Holy Spirit is saying to each one of you individually? You're going to hear a lot about what are you hearing from God? How can you pursue that? How can we help? What can we learn? So living and loving the way of Jesus, restoring hope to people and places, there's got to be this kind of ongoing nature. And if we were to put that into the next slide, which is the big picture, we'd love to see every person transformed, everyone adopted, everyone empowered by the Holy Spirit. So this, what is this missional thing? It's based in thoughts like this. Keep going. Keep going. Flip these slides. Yeah, we know where you've been. Next. How about this for a statement of what defines us? We love personalized approaches to faith. Not cookie cutter, not general, not broad, personal. Wouldn't it be cool if you, this might just be a hint of what's coming next, like in the weeks ahead, but wouldn't it be cool if you could have a personal spiritual growth plan that you kind of work on with God and you're working through that was just for you based on your situations and your prayers and his speaking to you? That sounds so exciting to me. And if you had people and mentors and coaches around you who were trying to help you accomplish the goals that God put on your heart, think that way rather than more familiar way. So personalized approaches to faith. Uh, apprenticeship, not just education. Like learn how to use skills. Michelle and I met uh, a couple yesterday, and I was meeting them for the first time. She's had conversations before, but they're uh, youth leaders in another church in our, our area. And they were talking about how they just want the teens in their church to have skills, 
to have tools to know how to talk to God, how to read the Bible, how to listen, because those skills and those tools will give them a life of living for God. And so we need to know how to build tools. We all need tools. That can be what we focus on here so that we have tools to take out. All right, what's next? And prioritizing others. Yeah. We're here one day a week, and then there are six days. Let's just do all of our faith in that same percentage. <laughs> Let's do one-sixth of it, one-seventh of it, for us, for us, for us, with us, with us, and then six times that. Thinking about others, prioritizing others, that will make an impact. What are some missional skills that we want to value? Discerning God's voice. I kind of already did this, so I'll just breeze through these. We need to know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Do we feel like we do? Let's learn that together if we feel like we don't. The Bible gives us all instruction about how to build these skills. Experiential learning. On-the-job training as a Christian in the world. Holistic discipleship. Full life studying the Word of God, learning sound wisdom and theology, discovering individual strengths and passions and giftings, teamwork, communication, relationships, sharing stories, experience. These are all beautiful things which will help us grow. Um, Personal spiritual disciplines, personal ownership of faith and deeds. Because of this ownership handoff, it's actually theoretically possible that nothing will happen this year. Because I'm not planning on doing anything for anybody else except give tools for what you're going to do. So if nobody did anything, it's possible that nothing could happen. We have to own it. You've got to own your faith in your life. It can't be handed to us. It can be challenged and it can be inspired. But it's got to be personal. And I'm excited to hear what God does in your personal spiritual disciplines, your personal faith and deeds. Uh, going to need to be organized. We're going to have to be motivated, always learning the big three, love God, love people, love ourselves, and living as apprentices of Jesus who make other apprentices who make other apprentices. This is uh, 2 Timothy 2.22, right? <laughs> you don't just want someone to learn about Jesus. You want them to go and share and help others. And that brings us to the cycle every single day. Do you, you don't have to have a show of hands or anything, but do you wake up every single morning and start off your morning with like a little listening session or a dreaming session with God? All right, God, what do you have for today? What's it going to look like? What are you going to do? That is a beautiful way to see your day as a mission field. And then you serve. Do we stop at the end of the day and say, okay, God, what did you teach me? What did we experience? What, are we, what can we celebrate even failures, you can celebrate failures while wow, we learned something in that. We thought this would work and it totally backfired. Thank you for what I know to try next time. We have to operate this way. This is the way I want us to operate as a church. It's the beginning of a year. I want to dream. It's January. Let's just dream together. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit together. What will He do? And we've got to go out and serve and God will get a lot of glory this year. I know it. I just know God's going to be glorified in a big way. So this cycle, this rhythm is who and what we are. And again, all these things should sound familiar because we've been collecting these nuggets for like three years now, four years. We've been learning them. I just want to put them into one place and start as our launch pad. All right, what's next? This is what mission is. It's you plus your people plus a purpose. I would love to encourage everybody, you know, home people who are listening, all of us here, if you were a part of a Bible study or a missional community or a small group or something in this last year, pray and think, should you still be a part of it this next year? Give yourself permission to just stop and be like, where should I be? 
Not what have I committed to, what do I have to do? Just stop and say, what are you calling me to? Because it may be you are with someone and then God is saying, I want you to reach out and start something new. Or you know what, you've been wanting to connect with this other person in the New Hope family. Talk to them about maybe starting something up. Like who your people are is a very flexible thing. That can be a missional community. That can be your own family. Maybe you want to set up some goals as a family, you know, heading out to Missouri. Maybe you're going to have something where you're sitting around the dining room table. And it's like, we're our missional community. We're our band of believers. What's God asking us to do? All right, Uriah. All right, Audrey, all right, Christian. What's God said to you? Like, those are your people until God connects you to further people. And then you say, well, what what does he want us to be? What does he want us to do? How can we love him? How can we love our neighbor? It's a very simple definition, but you'll hear lots of encouragement from me about, like, do you know who your people are who is with you? If I asked you that right now, could you, like, boom, list off the people that are with you, that you're living life together with? Maybe not, and that's fine. That's something I hope we learn. We should be able to list that immediately. Like, these are my people. I know this is who I would call. This is who I talk to. But also, people like, who are you for? Who are the people you're reaching out to? Can you list me three non-believers that you're praying will be saved? Can you just come to the top of your head? Maybe, maybe not. But that's a good thing to know. We should know that. Who are the people we're praying for and reaching out to? Because those are the people that we're with, the people that we're for. Um... And the people. And that defines our purpose. We're living on God's mission, making disciples. All right, next one. And then what we have here when we're gathered, our team. So spiritual oversight team right now, that's Danny and myself. Uh, I'd love to pray for God to bring us more people to join in those prayer times as we look over the church. Our mission, our job, we're supposed to make sure we stay gospel-centered, Bible-centered, Jesus-centered, Christ-centered, and do as much training as we can and as much coaching as we can for the missionaries that are going out. That's our job. That's what we want to be here for. We're not some like board of directors that meets behind closed doors. We're not, we don't even know anything about finances. So we're certainly not the ones just like planning finances in the back, uh, you know, behind closed doors. We're, we're not the ones that want to organize lots of programs. We want to be there to help mentor and coach and be peers, be alongside in that journey. That's our job. So that's a spiritual oversight role. Um, The people that I listed off that I said had helped put this document together, Jane, Nicole, Michelle, Michaela, Danny, myself, Brendan as well. Um, Those people over these last few years have been so invested, and I appreciate each one of you, in reading books on what, church can look like, or what missional church is like, or what microchurches are like, or what missional communities are like, and going to conferences. And they've done a great job of expanding their kind of imagination and their concept of church. So when we gather, they're not just saying, oh, good sermon, Dave, I liked your point. They're like, I read this book. I heard this article. In my prayer time, I'm reading this about discerning the will of God. And they're doing a great job bringing ideas to the table and then bouncing ideas off. And so I'm asking them if they'll just continue to do that, if we'll just continue to gather and say, what are we learning about mission? How can we improve in it? What what are the problems that some of our people are having? So I encourage you to go to them. That is not a closed board. If someone else wants to be invested in reading and growing and learning and help direct what mission can look like, all or any are welcome. Um, But we need a team of people that's going to say, how are we doing? What should we try? And so in this upcoming year, those folks are the beginning of that. You could pray about whether that's something that God calls you to do. And this is kind of a newer definition of a discipler, honestly. It's a mentor who's willing to be alongside others. If you've 
done anything sort of missional, if you've led a group, if you've witnessed to a neighbor, if you've been through discipleship and you're willing to be available to be a mentor, to walk alongside others, I'd love to have you let me know that. So I can put your name on a list and then I can say, oh, I've got someone who's trying to get their relationship with God kick-started. They're, they're starting something and they need someone to walk alongside. Would you be willing to be a resource? And then you just go and listen. Um, Bring books that you've read. Bring experiences that you had. These mentors are going to be really helpful for us. And so I could list you know, eight people in the church who are great at that, who could do that. Um, but I hope that'll be something that some of us or all of us will feel led to say, I would like to be a mentor in this missional thing. Uh, and then everyone else be like, if I need a mentor, like I would love to have someone who could be a mentor. Hearing what I'm doing in my own personal spiritual growth plan, this is what God's leading me to do. I'd love to have someone to bounce ideas off of. So that's personal, that's mentoring, and that's a category of leadership we're going to have this year as we grow into it. And then all of us, we're just missionaries. So we're called to glorify God and serve those around us and spread the gospel. So that's us, church. Let's go and do it. And last but not least, uh, support teams. We used to call these ministries. Um, but really, if you're going to think about it accurately, the only point of these is to help you all live out your faith. We're here for you. So if there's a finance team, we're not like asking them Finance team, tell me how I should spend my money. Finance team is like, well, this is what we've given. This is how we can use it to support what God's calling you to do. The finance team supports the missionaries. The music team, we were talking about this this past week. He's not here to say, well, this is just the music that we want to play, or this is what we want. Um, we're playing for ourselves. Or the weird version of it is like, we're here to perform for others. You need to be a worshipful people. I need to be a worshipful man. We have to grow in worship. So that music team there is trying to help train us and encourage us and inspire us and teach us more about worship all the time, supporting you so that you're singing songs on your own, so that you're listening to worship music as you drive places, so that that joy in your heart from worshiping God is something that you can grow in. It's here to support you. Facilities, keep a building, this building, or if God moves us to another one someday, whatever we place we're in, let that place support you to do your ministry. Right now, this building is very full, very much of the time, uh, and it's one of the limitations that we're experiencing right now. It's also one of the blessings, because God's bringing in income to allow us to have a place. But the facilities should support the people. The people should not be just supporting the facilities. It's here for you to use. Uh, mission kids and youth group, we have adults and couples that are helping support our teens that they can become the missionaries God's calling them to be. And uh, I'm praying, hopefully, for a media team. I'd love to take little videos of us on work sites, of us at prayer times, uh, people that we meet, of things that we experience. Uh, being able to hear someone tell their story is so inspiring and so exciting. I love sharing those stories. And we haven't even scratched the surface of what we might be able to do through media. So if any of you have any interest in helping out with that, then these are all areas where we could serve. We're all missionaries, but maybe we're called to jump into mentoring. Maybe we want to help direct the mission of the church. Maybe spiritual oversight is something that God is putting on your heart. Or you want to help support the missionaries through finances, music facilities, or otherwise. So, the only way to begin is to begin. Who said that, Michelle? William Wordsworth. William Wordsworth. Did I say it right? To begin, begin. That's it. To begin, begin. You see? There is no exact how, so I can't help you with that. 
I don't know your inner dialogue with the Lord and what he wants to teach you about loving him this year, but I'm excited to hear about ways that you're like, oh, I, I grew my love for the Lord in this way. I experienced something that taught me something about him. To begin, begin. Who are your people? Who will be with you? If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that isolation sucks so bad. And that we just need each other so much. And different churches handle that in different ways. And this conversation with that couple we met, some churches are like, well, we just want to get as many people connected, even if it's like a loose, superficial connection, because we can't be so well. We'll do as much as we can online. We'll do as much as we can distance. That has just not been our heart. Our heart has been that we would be able to be together as close as possible with the people that God puts in our lives. So you need your people. Who are your people? Who are you with? Who are you for? you got to have them. So I'm going to be beating that drum together. Do not go out Lone Ranger style. Do not think it's all up to me. You might not even know what you're supposed to do. It might be the person that you connect with that shows you how God's going to use you in your own life. We don't know, but we will discover. And I don't want to start. It's a new year. Let's just be done with waiting. Be done with what's it going to look like? What am I? Be missional together this year. This January is all about dreaming. So go home and think, who are my people? And then make a phone call. Would you want to grab coffee and have coffee with that person? What would it look like for you to get together and do something? What would, set up a routine where you're just like, hey, let's get together on like Sunday mornings before church and grab coffee and just talk about what God's doing in our lives. I don't care if we have missional communities, micro churches, uh, small groups, uh, family units, uh, men's together, you know, women together, teens. Like, it doesn't matter. Let it be led by God. And then when you get together, like, what is God telling us to do? That is the launch point. So I'll leave you with this one last metaphor. This one is one that Eduardo uh, uh, came up with. And uh, is there anything else in this packet you should know about? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just point out when you do get this, the last page is a bunch of books if you want to do more reading and expand your missional imagination.